I don't know exactly what I expected here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, now a fully-fledged SLC punk. And it's the uh, second league match, and I'm already on to hard liquor. So I made a rum old-fashioned with three different kinds of rum, one of which is 130-something proof, two kinds of bitters, sugar, squeeze a lime on top. I made it a double. Served over crushed ice to try to lengthen it. It's also 95 degrees. I don't need something super spirit forward, but I need something with a bit of spirit to get me through the whole city recap. Joining me to try to raise the energy level and probably raise the alcohol content or certainly the blood alcohol level of the podcast. First, in New England, it's our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, well, I will raise the uh, blood alcohol content, not because of what I'm currently drinking, but because I was at the bar before I came here. I got a very, very, very dirty uh, vodka martini. And then the bar that I was at a, is well known for their uh, mudslides. A friend of mine's a bartender there. So quite, the, anytime, quite the combination of drinks. <laughs> any 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 time that uh, other people order mudslides, mm. whatever's left at the bottom of the blender ends up in a cup in front of me. So that was how I started my evening. And I have moved on to what I found in my fridge, which is the famous Danish beer, the Arlsberg, I believe it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, sipping on one of those in my uh, Sam Smith's... Uh, Yorkshire uh, flower glass. So glad to be here. Let's uh, let's talk about this club we love so much. And uh, nobody loves this club more than our next co-host. I don't think he loves the podcast. He hasn't been on in a while. I don't think in he New- loves League One either. In New Jersey is Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. It's really nice to be back. Um, uh, I am drinking... I. And you know, I've had a bit of a weird day. So I've basically started drinking martinis about six o'clock, um, which was delicious. I, I kind of have given martinis a bad rep for a long time. So I think I've been just drinking vodka mm. in most bars. Just, I think just cold boozes could be passed off as martinis sometimes in some bars around here. So I realized that I'm going to go back to the martini roots, gin and vermouth, knocked a few of those back. Um, and now in my wise less wise state uh thought i made a boulevardier but i've missed the move so it's just like an old-fashioned with campari in it so what is that and uh, that's i i don't know what that is exactly it's not bad yeah it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little uh a little unbalanced but it's not a. Mm. yeah i mean it's basically you know yeah it's basically gonna use the campari as the Use it as both the sweet and the bitter, I suppose. I put simple syrup and bitters in. So I was going to make an old fashioned, then I ran out of. Well, I didn't run out. I used this Cooperstown uh, whiskey that my friend gave me from the distillery in Cooperstown. Uh, and it was like a shot's worth. I was like, that's mm-hmm. not good. So I basically just come Paris to top it up. Sure. Whatever works. From a very boozy <laughs> Hall City review, cover the Wednesday news and preview. Preston North End match. We'll start with the whole city review. Uh, they lost 4 2. If you don't know, you probably do if you're listening to this podcast. My word is just yikes. I I said at the open, I don't know what I expected. I literally predicted this when I said they were going to finish 19. They were going to start like shit. And but we've got to start like shit part uh, down pretty well. I guess we'll see how it goes from here. I don't know. There's not. You can forgive like the Southampton game and obviously the League Cup game. They rotated a ton of new players in. But I don't know what the fuck happened here. I mean, I know what happened here. They kept slacking too far back on defense and uh, got picked off from outside the area constantly. But I guess uh, we'll get to like, I'm adding a big question for each week's show now during the review segment. We'll get to the big question, but just we got to start with the performance. I think that elucidates the big question. It's I get we have to be patient, but I don't think whatever system you play, how different it is from the previous one, causes players not to be able to make simple 10-yard passes. No, I, I mean, listen, much... go ahead, Patty. No, I was just going to say, I think they've too much in their head. So you say you're going to forgive them the Southampton game, you're going to forgive them the Cup game. That's only two games. 
And we've got like 10 signings in those two games, pretty much, it feels like. And I just feel that patience means at least a month. I think forgiveness can be in the second month. And though it can start to be a bit more ratty in the third month if things aren't improving. And I, I, I look, the, the gaps are out there for everyone to see. There's, there's no cohesion in the centre of midfield. Um, the back four, I think, had been changed pretty much every game every so game, far. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so for me, it was uh, rough, yes, to watch. Uh, I think people still don't know their roles properly. Uh, he definitely tied with the formation in the uh, the game too, so that's kind of confusing for the the old players. And then the new players have got not only a new uh, bunch of players to work with, but also like figure out what Cisco wants. And they've only been in the club for most of them about two weeks, so it's uh, it's going to be a hot shit show for the next few weeks. And that's uh, my prediction. And I think most people need to wise up to that. And anything we get out that's um, Anything that comes out of this next few weeks that are positive, take it. But most of the time, we're going to lose, I reckon. My, uh, I, I will jump in because it's perfect time. My word was forgetful. And uh, my word is not referring to the team or the manager. It's referring to the fans. Because every single one of us, every fucking one of us, three weeks ago, said, it's a new team. It's a new manager. It's yeah, but we got to watch the while. game. No, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, for real, though. We've got to take our time. We're going to be shit. It's going to take a while for this project to come together. We have to get new players in, and it's going to be ugly. And you know what? Honestly, the first half of the game wasn't that bad. And the problem is the second half was an absolute shit show. So that's all everybody's walking out of there with. The first half was fine. In fact, we legitimately should have been up. One nothing at the end of that first half, and that would have that could have possibly changed some things. We'll, we'll talk about. I'm happy to sit down and talk about what happened during the game, but I I do really want to make the point that we all need to remember. We knew the beginning of this year would suck. We knew there would be some horrible football. We we've got a team that is half full of League One players who are old and are not ready for or not able to handle the championship. We've got to bring people in. We've got to give the manager time. We all knew this was going to happen. Yet, the second it actually happens, we totally forget what we said 10 days ago and everybody loses their goddamn minds. So I just want us to, it's okay to be critical without having a complete meltdown, which I don't know, man, I'm not, maybe the Wednesday fan base ain't up for that. I mean, you say that, but also like, Whatever they get as a bonus, but also Hull were shit. <laughs> they were able um, to press them from the front and like get something out of it, especially especially early in the match. And just I don't know. Like they like look, the first goal was, you know, a nice little bit of classic pata, right? Draws the foul that maybe wasn't really a foul, takes a quick free kick, sets up the play. Made a great play, yeah. Great play, yeah, good cross in. And look, Delgado... Great might, run from Delgado. Great. He might have scored even if it didn't take a wicked deflection off the whole player's arms. A nice little move, fine. And at that point, you just want to get in at halftime. And look, it, I mean, it's a penalty, right? It, it's, it, it is a penalty. He jumps, he penalty. has his arm out. He does it like, it's just a striker's foul, right? It's like one of those. That sucks, though. It sucks. sucks. It does suck. And then I don't know what happened in the second half. Like, you can say that there's an issue here with the squad adjusting or maybe not able to adjust to the way that Munoz wants to set up and play, and that's fine. They should be able to pick like ten yard passes and press up on their man. They were they're very much in a four four two. You know, two blocks of four defensively, in, in defensively. Yeah. So that's like. They've all been playing like that since they were eight years old. And you know when the ball's out, you step up on the man when the ball's coming in down the channel like that or across the channel. And they just let Orem pick him apart. And like, look, if this is a match away to Cambridge, those shots go into the seventh row. But that's every single championship team, or at least most of them, has a number 10 or a winger. They can curl those in. 
I mean, homie's got like 65 international appearances for yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Like, you can the quality of players level, you're going to see at this level. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. No, Jeff, you two, two good points there. The first is that. And that's like, fine if you get, say, that's fine if you get beat, but like, at least do the basics. Like, I, just do I the basics while you're doing this. I don't know that everybody has grown up playing 4 4 2, right? We grew up doing that. I'm, I'm not sure they are, but. Your, your second point is 100% correct, which is... Big man, little man, one to... midfielder stays, one midfielder goes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that game. I know that. Uh, no, but you need to step up. And the problem was uh, that we were very compact, mm-hmm. but we were too compact and we sat too far back. Yeah. And when Baz went they out... Get, yeah. as, they gave Hull too much credit, I, honestly. As much as I don't love Baz in a midfield too, at least to give him credit. He will step up and apply pressure and be proactive. Whereas Will Vox, who really, I, I'm a little worried after these two games, maybe one of those guys who's too good for League One, not good enough for the championship. He was reactive, not proactive. And we saw that on their second and third goals. Where and you are creating a situation too where up. you don't have traditional fullbacks while playing four Correct. at the back. Four and they're just it, it's finding space, right? That's the, you know, I think Famewo is interesting with the ball at his feet as a left back, but I think he's way more interesting with the ball at his feet on the left of a center back three. And, you know, I'll get to, the, you know, Munoz said, like, we maybe will talk about our that. defense hasn't been good, but we play a back five. It's like, that's the fucking squad you inherited. But that's well, play we'll, a back we'll, five, we'll back three, back, three, back five. We will, yeah. Going forward. Saying, but saying for the game currently, the problem is we have Famewo, but who's in front of him? Because he's never going to do anything progressive and forward. Yeah. He's a center back. So who's in front of him? You have it's... Windass up on the left wing. Windass is not going to be the guy to track back and make the intelligent move. So the left side is going to have gaps all over the place. We've seen it yeah. the first two weeks. Three three of the goals against us were people exploiting that space on the left side and curling one in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to need to get fixed because – Holy shit. You know, you we had, will um, talk about well, it uh, with the own the pitch game. <laughs> That's the space to kill us right now, right? Yeah. Well, you had Delgado covering on uh, Saturday's game against Hull, and he was not much better than um, the wind. He's a winger, cover. right? Like, that's the. Yeah. That's the. If you're going to play four at the back, your fullbacks need to be able to defend. What I liked about uh, Patterson being kind of like right side or left, right side of the last couple of games. Was that he was coming back even when he started right back on the first game, but he was coming back even as like a midfielder in the whole game too, and he was probably winning more challenges than Arthur was. Uh, I think Patterson's been our best player of the season in the, the, the two games I've seen him in. So it's interesting all this new blood coming through that we still need that energy and that kind of uh, pressing that Patterson gives, and I think Munoz has already seen and appreciated that in Patterson. And for me, he's done more than uh, Volks. And Bannon so far this season, yeah. which who was thinking that by the beginning like a few weeks ago. So that brings us to the big question coming off the whole game. Do we have the players for this system? I think we're getting them in. Maybe. I mean, you look uh, at it like again, it, it's a weird situation, right? Because well, what it, what when those came in pretty late, we, they had we, already we bring wanna... in like this happened anytime you bring in a new manager, right? Everything was pretty well settled, given that Darren Moore had been here for two plus years, but He's inherited a squad, and like Reese James wasn't in the squad on Saturday. Marvin Johnson hasn't been in the squad the last couple of games. Look, Palmer and Byers are coming back from injuries, and that that is what it is. I will say, when Byers came into this game, it he needs I mean, it was already, the game was already gone. Field. He immediately made like two complete yeah. George Byers challenges, and obviously he set up the, the Michael Smith goal yeah. as well. Yeah, it just absolutely yeah. makes a huge like here like. Do you look at it again? You say it like George Byers is a better fit for how they want to play than Barry Bannon. Yes. That's just the reality of it. Now, maybe you can find room for both, but I think you actually want, if you want a midfield double pivot, it's going to be Byers and Diaby, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Right, but do you then put Bannon as the number 10? You can, yes. but I think you can. That is something you can do. I, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, in the coming weeks. Or you play him off on the left, right? You play him off on the left, Carlos, yeah. That's where he, is, he would Carlos, played his best, was, was on left wing, yeah. He was playing off on the left. Um, you could and even you, make... You can, I mean, you can sit 
you know, you could play Smith and Gregory. You could play Windass in that number 10 role. Although Munoz seems to be a little more rigid, at least in a formation wise, there's not as much. Uh, I think you can just do less freelancing in the championship than you could in League One anyway, but you're not going to like drag guys with you the same way you might uh, at the lower levels. But well, here's, here's the thing Munoz wants rough, roughly what he wants to do. We want to be sitting back in a 4 4 2. We want to press and counter attack. So get those That's quick cool. counters. When right. we have the ball, it wants to look. Roughly a four-two-three-one. Although, of course, when you have the ball, the fullbacks will push up. That changes into a whatever the fuck a two-four-three-one, or you know whatever it looks like. But point is, we want to be able to do that. If we actually look at the players we've brought in, mm-hmm. we, we're not that far off from having these guys on our squad. Like you said, Diaby is the monster in central midfield who can cover the back. You put buyers with him who goes box to box. Mm. Your middle is covered. You've got uh, who's uh, who's the kid they just signed? J.D. Uh, Gasama. Yeah, that's your right winger. Uh, well, he usually Baz. plays on the left. Uh, oh, I thought he was on the right. He usually uh, plays on well, the left. Musaba, Musaba, Musaba be on the right. right. We've yeah. seen that. Um, I think Smith can actually handle that up front. If not, perhaps Fletcher. If well, not, here's the thing, like Gregory that too, it's... or. I like Lee Gregory, I, but if the the way we're set up right now with the wingers having so many defensive responsibilities, he's very isolated. And the hold up play doesn't really work if he's waiting and waiting and waiting for Windass and Delgado to get there. If if uh, Gasama and Musaba are pushed a little further forward and are clearly pacier, like look, I've I've watched the same videos everyone else has from both training and his games and like friendlies with PSG. He's quick. He, he can dribble. And he's 19. They bought him from PSG. I guess I'm skipping to the Wednesday news. Uh, now they bought JD Gasama from the. It's they bought a PSG player, a Monaco player, and have an AC Milan player in on loan. It's it is pretty. Uh, as I said on Twitter, just don't ask us anything else about the season so far. But no, uh, but that that's what we need with this. It is. We yeah, we need players who can who can quickly spring into attack. We need players who can advance the ball through dribbling. That, that's what you're going to need at this level. Uh, uh, you also need midfielders Del- that can pick them, can pick a pass on the ground to their feet. That they can turn and run on. Del- Delgado had a really nice uh, play early. I, I think Delgado is a good, he's a nice he's little player, right? I don't know if he's like an know. ideal starter at this level, but he's a nice little player. But he was doing the things that we need to do. He's a little more direct. Ball, yeah. Turning, he's and turning and running. Yeah. I know I've been uh, saying this we, for like years and years and years, but just that, Especially if, if teams are going to press, teams have decided they're going to press Wednesday, and Wednesday can't always handle it. Um, it was funny to see, uh, like, one of the best attacks, I think, in the, I think it was early in the second half when the game was started, was like Davis Vasquez, just like, I don't, I don't think it was a Cruyff term, basically just like nutmegging a player and then whipping a ball into midfield to somebody's feet to start the attack. Like, he's been I'm really good with ball at his feet. I am. I don't I I can't really like he guessed right on the penalty. The two goals, I don't know what he's supposed to do there. They're just beautifully curled in. And the third one, he's <laughs> or the fourth one, he's going to get the ball on the back pass. And Fameo just uh Did did either of you guys leave the game on after that? No, I turned it off after the fourth he, goal. He, that my, though she's like son, if it had like I would if it had been any other off. kind of goal, I probably would have kept it on. But that was what, so what bad. Minute was okay. that? What minute was that that happened? Like 75th? Yeah, around there. I think yeah. it was, yeah. I thought it was a little yeah. later, but we, sure. we we literally all got our checks at the bar and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what do you do? I, like, I, I've watched the Smith goal. It's a nice move, right? It's a nice, yeah, nice I watched pass. Yeah, great. Nice pass. finish. Yeah. Great. Good pass. pass. Good finish. Bayer splits the entire whole team with that pass. You can do yeah. that, right? Look, we did a Newcastle for the first goal last year in the. That's why I think like, they need they need buyers badly up. To, like, look, it's going to take yes. time again, but the fitness fine. But I think you're looking at here. Yeah. This this team you're seeing today will be unrecognizable by the end of the season. Uh, God, I think I, by I, the I, end of October, probably. Yeah, like, the, the the people who got starting are basically our old League One players um, trying to fit in a new system that doesn't. Right, fit and look, I think we all said this last year. If they had kept Darren Moore and kept this team mostly intact and played that three five two. 
they probably have better results earlier um, or better performances. But again, you got to build to something, right? But so my question, my my issue here is like, okay, this is a transition season, but it's a transition to what? And if things go badly into November, is this go around? Well, like how much? Our big, yeah. beautiful Chancellor Chairman. So, it's, I mean, like that's the thing, right? Like I'm I'm all for figuring out, bringing in, buying young players like uh, Musaba and. And look, I'm, my understanding is there's big sell-on fees for both of them. But that's fine. Like, it doesn't... Like, you're getting in young players from Monaco and PSG. We need to find an edge to beat yes. uh, teams to these trades, right? Yep. If it's offering a higher percentage sell-on, mm-hmm. that's, we're going to have to do these kind of things because we haven't got anything else. We haven't got more money. We, don't, we, like, we, don't also, we also don't sell players as a general rule. So, if, like we're not getting major fees as it is anyway. Right. It, it's, you know, it costs, yeah, we ways, right? we're not players. getting major fees because we're not signing these kind of players. Yeah. In the first place. If, right? if the new, look, there's a million things I want to park here. So let's park the transfer strategy right, and talk fine. about the team, right? The, sure. the, the team, um, at the moment, I think the big issues we have and the ones we have against all is in central midfield, right? Mm-hmm. Backinson and Volks on Saturday, generally anonymous. But I think Backinson, what should I say that? Backinson looks better than he did last year, uh-huh. but he still looks anonymous. I think he's better right. on the ball, but defensively he's running around in circles, not getting much, uh, uh, not, not making tackles in. Volks, I haven't seen him do anything uh, this season yet. So um, I think he's a big issue. But like I say, in a, two weeks, we'll probably have Byers and Diaby in there and we'll be fine. But right now, that's, I think, the big goal. And Bannon also. It, not it's anonymous. a very long season, as we know. Yeah. They're not even in a relegation spot. <laughs> they haven't taken up a point yet. Uh, so I guess to see how it plays out. Uh, it just it just sucks. Like, I, again, I started this with a rant about reminding everybody to be patient, and we should. But it's really hard to not. Fucking Hall people. is the problem, Like, right? that was... That that is a mediocre mid-table team, and not even and, probably. Know, but well, I, I, that's what they were last year. I can sure. see that. I mean, again, they have. I, we don't have a fucking. We don't have somebody. We don't have a four million dollar Turkish international. <laughs> like, we're not. We're not touching that shit. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where it, it's hard to watch. And again, we weren't bad the first half. I thought the first half was fine, but. The whole first half, I'm screaming at the television, like, press harder, press harder, press harder. They were getting opportunities when they did, yeah. Well, especially that team. And the problem was the second half, every time we really stepped up and pressed, they went right through us and scored. And it's so frustrating that we just don't have the right – we don't have those players in there right now. And I I think we've got to make sure that's when you need a central midfielder that's just going to absolutely pull at either going to get the ball and break up play or pull at someone to stop the move or step up to right. Be proactive, not continually back up. I mean, you need, you need players like, you know, it's again, I've ever seen. You need players like, like, you need players like Luongo and like Hutch. You need at this level. We've seen it, right? 2016 hutch that's, yeah yeah you just need someone that's, that's good. And maybe use, man and like look to, to bring back it bring it back to another hall game and look at the way that you know tom huddlestone bobbed the uh boss the midfield at wembley like like i don't know well, if i don't know if muhammad diaby is that player but well we, i hope he is he's fucking six foot six and can make yeah. a pass and run with the ball like right that's a guy we need in there we need george byers energy we beat I love him to pieces. Barry Bannon is not in the middle of a midfield too. We said this last week. We he can do it at League One, right? He can do whatever he wants in League One. He <laughs> right, can run, yes. run around like a chicken with his head cut off, and, mm-hmm. and it was fine. This is a totally different game. Again, we give these little bit of spaces, and, and, and you look, guys again, on you the talk about Hall as a it. mediocre mid-table championship team. When they got the opportunity and got on the front foot, and look at the way they moved the ball through the down the channels and back, like again, just look at how well drilled they are at this level. And we've had we've had our two years playing in the pub league or whatever, so you do kind of forget. And again, it's not there'll be some championship, there'll be some Tuesday night slogs come December when everybody's 
played 20 matches and getting a little leggy and the weather's crap. Don't get me wrong, but you know, for now it's eh, I just, you know, it's, well, it's, we're not there. I mean, yeah, again, they're not clearly they're not there. Yeah. We yeah. all, and I know this. I said, I knew it was going to be bad. I just, you know, told me it would be less bad than this. You know what? If we're here in six weeks and having the same conversation, right. then I'm going to start to be stressed out about it. Right mm. now, it sucks. Yeah. It's not. It's not fun to You've watch. You had a martini, uh, a mudslide. You're, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm positive before and after the booze, man. I don't know what to say, but no, I just. I. I really. It's. It's a long season, and you know, it sucks balls to watch this team right now. Not good balls either. I'm sure they're good balls, but. This is terrible, but it's what we're going to do for the first few weeks. Well, for now, we'll take a break and come back and do the Wednesday news and preview the Preston game. Welcome back. Patty has added some vermouth to his drink, and now it's time for some Wednesday news. Uh, as mentioned, JD Gasama in from PSG on a full transfer. Uh, so I, he's been capped uh, for the under 21s for France, which like everybody gets capped at youth team level. Then you realize he's still 19 <laughs> and being capped is at under 21 for France. Uh, I've seen like the highlights of the preseason game, the one good game he had for the Belgian team. And some he had a he had a few good games. There was one game yes. that provided footage. If you look at his <laughs> yes, I... stats, he was all right. Right, he didn't start a ton for them. Obviously, I expect he's going to get more regular playing time. I don't know if he'll start, but I expect he'll be in the squad for for Preston. Can play as a left winger or as a striker. It's just again another speedy, pacey, young attacking option. Like, I guess you worry that it's going to be like Theo Corbino or. Who was the one from Forest last year that I've already forgotten, even though he's also from Hartford? Mm. Yeah, but those guys were 24. No. I don't think they were quite that old, but they weren't 19. Yeah. Oh, Corbino might have been 19. But... Oh, Corbino was. He comes right, yeah. very young. But um, also, he, he came from Wolves, and uh, yeah. this guy's come from PSG, which is a little bit better, uh, a little better. quality. It'll be exciting. And this is the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we cannot. We cannot drag an aging League One squad up to this level and right. think that it's going to be successful. We need to bring in young players. We need to bring in exciting players, even if they're players we're going to sell next year because they're doing really well. That's fine. That's the model that we need to start getting into at this level. And and you asked earlier, Jeff, you know, what are we building up to? What we're building up to is surviving this season. That's it. That is. <laughs> yeah, no, it. I know. Right. You know. But it has to be, it, it is more than that, right? Because if they wanted to just survive the season, you could keep the aging squad playing the 3-5-2 and probably finish 19th in a more uh, lower variance series of performances. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, th- I thought that until, geez, a couple of guys that, you know, again, I, I love Will Box, but my God, yeah, I, I don't think he can play at this level. I mean, and Will I know Box, Backinson like, had a I good like Fox first game. Fine, but, but Box wasn't a regular st- regular Ugh. starter in League One when Byers was healthy either, so. Yeah. You know, I, you, the other things like Byers isn't fit, Palmer isn't fully fit, like there's other... I'm curious about Liam Palmer. I, you know, again, absolute legend for the club, mm-hmm. but I'm not... Can actually positive. play defensively can he right play back, at the championship probably? level? I don't know, can he? Well, uh, I haven't seen him for three years. Right? So I think, yeah. we, I think we've got to assume that he can once he's fit. Because um, he hasn't shown us anything so. to doubt that, really, because he was fine in the championship. He was better in League One, but it was fine. Um, but will he get a chance? I mean, is he a kind of player that Munoz wants in the team? Um, I would say right now, looking at Ioff as stint at right back yet, uh, on Saturday... I prefer Liam Palmer there um, <laughs> because he, he can he can yeah. pass the ball ten yards. Um, I, I offer kind of, I offer offers a lot different, right? He's not the same player. I'll give you that. Mm. He can make runs, but he's not that, like but... uh, Palmer was so well suited to playing in the right of the center back three for Darren and bombing up the channel. And they're not going to play that way. That's not what he wants his right sided defenders to do. I suspect. 
No, but if he's bombing up and providing width through the midfield as the wingers tuck in, um, I think that is what Munoz wants to. And, and honestly, I don't, I didn't think of, I never think of Iorf as being a guy who makes a good cross, but that cross on uh, Delgado's goal is yeah. actually pretty nice, man. You can pick a yeah, cross every once in a while. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, when he's not, when he's not like anyone around him in like 10 feet of space, <laughs> he can put a pass into the first bus he sees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I think he's better than Dabby. I think he's half this year. As long as you're doing Wednesday news, uh, Bahamut Diaby is now officially in on loan uh, from Porto Menezes in the uh, Portuguese Liga. Again, I want to see this. Kid, I just want to see. Him. I want to see him, man. He's like. I mean, he's bigger. Than, he's bigger than Addy. I don't know if he's bigger no, he's, than Addy. One inch shorter than Addy. Was he six foot seven, Addy? Yeah. Wow. I think Addy was six foot seven. Yeah. Are we back on this conversation? Was I think last time on the podcast, we spoke about how tall Addy was. <laughs> <laughs> just the Addy knew you mm-hmm. height chart. I hear he's not as big as Pato. Mm. <laughs> hey, it's called Pony. Yeah, curious, we'll, get, we'll get to this in the uh, press and preview, but I'm curious how they set up this weekend. Just want to see something, anything really. I think if he's yeah. fit and ready to go, Diaby will start. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Byers. I mean, because yeah. Atkinson and Volks aren't really throwing their um, uh, the names in the hat. As... And look, if you watch Byers in the last what 25 minutes of that match, like he looked up for it. Yeah. Now we'll I, see I if like he can. We'll see if you know. Maybe he can only go sixty on Saturday, and so be it. But how often? I mean, how many years now have Wednesday nights in general been crying out for a big fucking unit in the centre midfield that can do box? I mean, literally box? since Tom Huddlestone. Well, Diame has uh, well. so, yeah, right. for Hull scored yeah. against us. Now we have a Diaby yeah. uh, uh, in that kind of similar mold and. I just hope he can give us that kind of uh, Vieira-esque role that kind of like almost coined that position, right? Just kind of like the kind of box-to-box big fucking bastard that's just going to like yeah. knock people over, take it off people, and pass it to someone that's going to take them on the score. So I, I am looking forward to seeing I mean, him. Maybe we're setting the bar a little high there for a loan from the Portuguese league. <laughs> if he's but... good as Vieira, then I think we'll go right to see you. <laughs> If he's good as Vieira, Patty, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as mentioned, uh, Wednesday, I've started a new charitable endeavor called Own the Pitch. You can buy a section of the pitch uh, at Hillsborough, and I believe you get rewarded if something good happens. I don't know how big the like, good the or bad areas are. An event. I don't know. That's why we're joking. Like, so here's what you do: we can't, uh, uh, as Americans, we cannot actually uh, participate in this. But uh, we have a lot of uh, English British listeners. So what you want to do? is you want to buy just outside the penalty box on Wednesday's left channel, wherever they're defending. Yes. Yes. That's what, yes. That's what you want to do. That is the money spot. Wait, wait. So you're saying that you can make money if something good happens on the Hillsborough pitch. No I, one's I making probably, money on this game either, really. This is a I Swiss. Probably, Nothing good happens that pitch. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a 50-50. I should look up what this actually is, to be fair. Can you like do a short? You know, you can do shorts in the in the the stock market and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You do a short of that bet where I'm gonna like bet that nothing good happens on Hillsborough pitch the entire season, (laughs) and therefore I win the money. Oh, poor Mike Barrett is screaming at us right now. Yeah, he knows the details. He does. No, that's Mike was very excited talking about this, and we are not. uh, Three of the six goals against us are came from that spot, Jeff. Half I believe goals. that is correct. Uh, yeah. About twenty yards out, just inside of the. Uh, and look again, uh, they were all they were all rate strikes, right? They were. Uh... I mean, homie, Turkish international friend picked a <laughs> hat trick. Like, you, did. you know that's tough. You had uh, Shea Adams, uh, Premier League player, banging in a goal like. All right, so I, no. I will I will literally just read from the press release. Please That's probably the easiest way it is. Uh, the Owls are proud to pioneer a revolutionary initiative aimed at installing up to 200 defibrillators across Yorkshire with a new community-focused partnership on the pitch. The partnership, the first of its kind in the UK, gives supporters the chance to buy digital plots of the Hillsborough pitch for the 2023-24 season with cash prizes won when the action unfolds on a user's plot. But more pertinently, a charitable donation of 150 pounds is made each time the plot is at the center of key moments. 
with an average of 70 events triggering donations during every game. I mean, that's a, they're all clustered around the left channel, the ones they are defending, but yes. The Owls and Own the Pitch are aiming to raise over 10,000 pounds per fixture and up to 200,000 pounds over the course of the season. The funds will support Yorkshire Ambulance Service, the NHS Trust, and the bid to tackle the issue of sudden cardiac arrest across the country. Great charity to support. Great charity to support. I won't make a joke about how most of the sudden cardiac arrests involve <laughs> watching Wednesday's <laughs> defending. <laughs> if you want to stop that, yeah, just close the turnstiles at Hillsborough. It'll be all right. <laughs> I'm so curious what they mean, what they consider an action, though, right? Like, a shot, probably. Shot on target. But is, pass, I don't yeah. know. Is uh, buyers siding somebody down from should behind? Be. Yeah. Does that count as an action? It should. Yellow card, red card. I don't know. Whatever you like. Is, I, I assume like standard uh, like fantasy football stuff, probably. Gregory uh, punching the keeper and ripping the ball out of his hands. Does that count? Like, I don't know. But yes, uh, for all the a little bit of fun we have this is it's actually really kind of cool right it's an interesting uh idea it's a great charity a good way to good way to raise awareness and you know having uh defibrillators around is a good thing it's good it's going to literally save lives so if you are and, in and england buy up what was your... it called what was it called again jeff own the pitch okay yeah. and people can just look it up through the club or Yep, it's on the website. You can go to the Own the Pitch uh, news article, and there's a link to purchase sections of the Hillsborough Pitch. Well, Wednesday proper have not achieved a point this season. The under-21s kicked off against Millwall and, and managed a 2-2 draw. And my main man, my new main man, uh, Bailey Katamateri, scored both goals. Why isn't he uh, playing? I don't know. He's older than... Uh, JD Kasama for all the like 24 year olds. uh... He was dinged up all last year. He was, yeah. He was, he got into the squad a a couple times, yeah. But well, I think that was earlier in the season. I think he was, he was pretty injured most of the year. So it's really nice to see him bounce back with that. And I I mean, he's, is he 18? Is he 19? It's not that old. He is 18. Yeah. I mean, he's actually younger than JD Kasama. Yeah, um, a contemporary of his, shall we say. But that's sure. that's great to see because that's a kid who, you know, I, I harped on this last year. There's a lot of negativity about what our academy has produced. And that's fair because our academy has produced jack shit. But it's starting to produce players. And we're starting to see younger players who are, you know, in the bubble for national teams or, you know, like Katamateri being able to produce at this level. So really nice to see him bounce back and, and be successful. Now it is time to preview a match at Hillsborough against Preston North End. For some reason on Sky slash ESPN Plus on Saturday. Take it away, Justin. It's not what, on Sky. You, you, it's, only, it's only on in America. <laughs> oh, is it really? It's not on Sky. It's no just picked up by ESPN+. Plus. I got nothing then. Yeah. Press the North End oh. Wednesday is only in, in the North America so far. Well, because clearly North American football fans have been pining for this great matchup of Sheffield <laughs> I mean, Wednesday Rex and what, North End. Three-hour drive to Preston? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, guys, remember Wrexham? Under this white kind of shirt to the club oh. right up the road. Yeah, uh, Wrexham won on the weekend. That was very disappointing to see. Um yeah, Preston North End, uh, much like Hull, they were a mid-table team last year, finished 12th in the championship, although they they dropped a, a powerful dash 14. Uh, they don't want to be 12th with a minus 14 goal difference. Uh, they did have a tough end of the season, lost four of their last six. So far this year, they have a win and a draw. Um, they drew at Bristol City on the opening day. Uh they should get knocked out of the EFL Cup, although they played a fairly strong side to uh, Salford City on pens, I believe. And they actually beat Sunderland last week, which, oh, I don't know, considering we're going to play them, that's not really what I wanted to see. Um, last time we played Preston North End, we split each team winning one nothing home games in the 2021 
season in the championship. So they, like us, are uh, a club that was founded by bored and out of shape, drunken cricketeers looking for something to keep them in shape in the winter. Uh, they were formed in 1880. Uh, they're in Lancashire. They're one of those many uh, greater Manchester clubs that we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're in the city of Preston. And uh, I don't know why it tickled my fancy uh, researching this, but they're on the River Ribble. I, I don't know why I thought that was silly, but I did think it was quite silly. Um, so Preston North End is probably their claim to fame is that the first ever uh, top flight of the English league, they won. And not only that, they went undefeated. Uh, they were known as the, the Invincibles. And they uh, also won the double winning the FA Cup that year. That You're saying was, Arsenal uh, was just ripping that off, basically. Arsenal was just ripping that off as Arsenal rips everything off. It's a sad, pathetic club in North London. Um, Preston was actually the, the whole reason that they were able to win is they uh, hired a bunch of Scottish professional players known as the Scotch Professors. Uh, when they won the double, um, they actually won the title the next year as well. So the first two years of mm. top flight. I, I must football. have missed my calling because I consider myself a professor of scotch as well. <laughs> you where were you in 1888, Jeff? Because mm. you would have you would have helped Preston North End. Um, since that time, they did win the 1938 FA Cup, and that's about it. Um, they were uh, almost strictly a first division club until the 1960s little bit of second division and they have not been back to the first division since they've largely been a second or third tier team had a brief spell in the fourth tier but managed to bounce back and in the time that wednesday has been out of the top flight preston is pretty consistently more consistently than us been a uh, second division club um so again, last year, pretty mid-table. Um, their manager, uh, you guys may recall, former Wednesday, briefly Wednesday striker, um, and Plymouth manager, Barry, and then Plymouth, uh, Ryan Lowe. Um, what we expect to see from him is three at the back, uh, five at the back without the ball. It can vary. They can do five midfielders, but they like to push the 10 up. Um, and they are incredibly aggressive and fluid. They want to move the ball quickly, short passes, get it up the field. Ideally, they have six to seven players uh, attacking when they have the ball. Um, Lowe is a big fan of having a uh, holding midfielder making late runs into the box. No matter where he has coached, uh, Barry, Plymouth, uh, Preston, his strikers score. That is just what happens. They create a lot of chaos. They are fox-in-the-box types. Um, without the ball, they tend to sit back a little bit, but they will use a, a, what, what's called zonal pressing. Um, basically, the idea is they, they wait until the ball moves into an area, and then they will step on it. Uh, their ideal is to sit back, let the other team have the ball, and uh, pounce forward for quick counters and move forward, uh, which will be interesting given that we're at home. And uh, so far this year, we're I, sitting on about a 25 percent. I think they've also met rate. their match because so, like zonal pressing implies that Wednesday can actually complete a pass successfully. So like, this, we know this where the is ball's going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, like neither of these teams want the ball so far. Um, and yet they both build out from the back. So it's very, this is, this will be very uh, interesting to see. A uh, couple names everybody will recognize. Uh, so far, their star of the season is Will Keane. He has uh, two goals and an assist in two games. He was uh, on loan at Wednesday in 2015 uh, from Man U. Um, he's going to be the lead striker. They usually play a striker ahead of a number 10, basically. Um, the other... Uh, the number 10 will probably be a guy named Mads Frokjer Jensen, which I saw the name and immediately thought he must be Danish. He is indeed newly signed from the Danish league. He has a goal and an assist. Uh, and the other name that people should recognize, well, there's a couple, but 
the one who's actually played this year, he's actually played quite well last year and quite well this year, is their uh, right center back on the back three. And that's Jordan Story, who was on loan with us from Preston North End. I think we all uh, mm. appreciated what he did when he was with us. I thought he was a right player and we'd be down with him. Um, you will also see their midfield is... Uh, Ali McCann and Alan Brown. Uh, Alan Brown's a veteran in these lower leagues. Um, they're the distributors, the central midfielders who will move the ball around and, and create problems. Ryan Ledson is their central defensive midfielder. Uh, most of their attacks go up the right side. 50% of their attacks so far this season have gone up the right side. Out wide, they have Brad Potts. So, so down uh, Wednesday's right left is what you're saying. Which, when I was researching this, I was unhappy to discover, because <laughs> uh, I also have on my notes this from is, the last game. This feels to be like the championship version defense. of every oh Plymouth God. match, is that we've yeah. Yeah, no, we're it's it's it could it could potentially not be pretty. I will say they're left wing back. Uh, I didn't note his name here, but fucking seventeen, uh, something best. Uh, I I forget, but. He's started to both games, not related to George, as far as I know. Um, but he's played both their games. Um, and then the other player to note is Andrew Hughes, sort of their left center back, like Jordan Story, uh, uh, quite good uh, with the ball at his feet. So this is going to be, you know, like so many of the games this year, especially right now, it's going to be a challenge. This is a team that's been playing together under the same manager. He's been able to have a couple transfer windows to bring in his type of players. They have a way to play. Uh, we got our work cut out for us, even at home. Um, although I do think it will be interesting to see. We do seem to have two teams who are looking to defend and quickly counter. So will this be a, you know, kind of gross game of punt the ball back and forth and see who's willing to try to attack or will one of these two teams wish to grab the ball and uh control it for for the portion i have a bad feeling about this one but i just have a general sense of existential dread around the season now so i have a catchy open up with a fact about preston mm. <laughs> he says he down some weird green shit please do um, patty <laughs> uh, this is my large glass of water with a lime in it all right, it looked like balance out the rum with the liner. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized, uh, do my research for Preston that I know uh, my colleague work, sorry, at least from Preston, a uh, Blackburn Rovers fan there. So anyway, um, he said, uh, he gave me a few facts about Preston. One, he said that, um, the phrase teetotal originated mm. in Preston. Uh, apparently, a, a local is so sick of everyone being drunk all the time, he started a movement. Of not, sobers. not relevant to this podcast. <laughs> Apparently, the, um, that movement failed in Preston, and they're also mm. cassettes. Um, uh, other things he told me was that the Queen created a city out of a town in 2000, and Preston was named the Millennium City. I think that might, have, might be a lie. Uh, and then, lastly, uh, no, that's not a fact. This rubbish. He says a lot of the big, big civil wars were fought in Preston. So obviously, the, we had the War of the Roses uh, mm, against Lancashire yeah, sure. and Yorkshire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure um, yeah, Preston yeah. might have been involved sure. in that. Sure. There uh, we go. Great, That's my great. Preston good, facts. Good, good extra knowledge. Uh, can you give us some facts about where Wednesday fans can watch Wednesday play Preston, Patty? You can watch it on your sofa, on uh, ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> yep. Oh, that zone. What I'm going to do, I set up the uh, Apple TV on the downstairs Excellent. TV now in my new place, so... Uh, yeah, or dozen if you're in England, dozen, 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 yeah, <laughs> in Canada, uh, or in Hillsborough if you're in uh, Sheffield. Um, there is other places to watch it in with other people, and that is in Goal, G O L, in Portland. Our uh, friend Mike Laroon managing that one, um, and I believe that New Orleans will meet up in McCool's as per usual. That's a um, given. Yeah, nothing in New York. The New York group are going to see the Strokes at Forest Hills that night, and they're now too weak to drink from ten o'clock in the morning through to twelve p.m. at night. So oh, we're that's gonna... very disappointing because yeah. I, I, I feel like I did that a few times. I was uh, like seven, to eight years we younger. Did, we right. did it three days ago, and that's when I realized yeah. I'm too weak to do it. 
<laughs> we were like, I can't do this again next week. So we're meeting a little bit later on. Uh, so unless someone wants to watch it, then Jack will put it on for you because um, he's on ESPN Plus. So I don't have to be there. Mm. This is the episode 225 of the Owls Americas. If you're on the internet at owlsamericas.com, you can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com and find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast interim bumpers are fell Wednesday at Reverend the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and probably anywhere else you choose to download shows. There's no wrong way to listen to us. Just do what feels right. And wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast. Yes, you rate and review the shows. How's more Wednesday? It's find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owl. Justin, when will Wednesday secure their first points of the 2023-2024 championship season? Oh, fuck. Uh, do, you want, do you want the upcoming? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do the upcoming yeah, matches. Ahead. Okay, go well, ahead. give me a second. I know Cardiff. They're going to Cardiff soon, I think, which is always a I, bad. Uh, I like, yeah, but I. Bad, they're not good. It's a bad time. Horrible. I'm gonna go. Can I answer for Justin? Uh, am I get the same question? You're gonna get the same question. Okay, I'll wait. I, I will give Justin the upcoming fixtures. Probably a thing I should have queued up, but I thought about it too. Uh, so, at Cardiff. Well, hosting Preston at Cardiff. At West uh, Brom. We'll skip the EFL. Cup. Home against Huddersfield. No, you're skipping. You're skipping at Leeds. Did I skip at Leeds? Yeah. September second, we're at Leeds. I don't like that. I tell you oh, what, we, we will, we will, we will pick up a point this weekend. That okay. is my, that is my call. We will, we will steal a point against Preston this weekend. Patty's on Twitter at New York Owls. Patty, when will Wednesday get their first point in the championship in the 2023-2024 season? Okay, I'm looking. Do you at... like all the upcoming things? No, no, I've got it in front of me. I'm just going right, through. It's just taking me a while to find one we're going to win. I'll get a draw up. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be Saturday, <laughs> October the 7th. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a draw against Huddersfield Town. Who will be the manager? Uh, will it be Lee Bullen? <laughs> yeah, it'll be Lee Bullen Lee with, Bullen, Ryan, with, with uh, Ryan Mason uh, <laughs> backing no. him up. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I think we'll out now beat Ipswich on uh, September 16th. I know they've had a very good start to the season. I don't mean to. But I don't know. Uh, we will not cover any of the games mentioned where Wednesday are going to. Oh, I guess Dustin to say Preston. We'll cover the Preston game next week. <laughs>